For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is the Adam Gold Show. I think it's, a, it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite terms, Karen. I'm sorry about for all people named Karen. We have a lovely Karen here, by the way. We do. I mean, just an absolutely, a, I'm not going to say a perfect Karen because that could be taken the wrong way. She's fan, she is fantastic. Karen here is not a Karen. Okay? She's a fantastic human being. She's a fantastic human being. That's what Karen should be. Uh, unfortunately for uh, people named Karen, you're associated now with that person. Yeah. That kind of stinks for them. It just it does stink for all good people named Karen. There's no question about it. All right. It's election day. Go vote. Yes. Please. Vote as many times as they will allow you to vote, which is just once. Just one time. That's fair. Okay. That's what I'm telling you. Don't break the law. We can't create burners. Vote once. No, there's not a Twitter. You can't vote on Twitter. <laughs> One day, well, I keep saying this, and I mentioned this uh, on the uh, on the most recent edition of the Kane's Corner podcast. At some point, Twitter's going to be gone. Yeah, I mean, Twitter's going to go away. Are you paying eight bucks for Twitter to be verified? No. No, uh, at so- at some point, he's going to make people pay for it too. I, it's, it's not going to be a free app forever. You're good, they're they're going to be features that are going to be taken away if you don't pay for it. Like what? Tweeting? <laughs> You're only going to get eight tweets a month for okay, free. Okay. So I could do four Matt Rule videos <laughs> in those eight tweets. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh. I have, no, I have no faith in the future of Twitter. All right. Uh, we put out a Twitter poll, and the results will be announced here. Uh, do we have, a, we have any? What? Yeah. Fan poll. Oh, look at that. It says fan poll now. So nice. Fancy stuff for TV. This is the Adam Gold Show. We have only the finest here. Dennis Cox sitting in for Victoria today. Who will have the highest college football playoff ranking by the end of the season? I should have specified regular season, right? Because a team that loses in the college football playoff, and it probably won't fall behind somebody else. Right, and we only gave you two options, NC State and North Carolina. And I voted. Did you, did you vote, Dennis? Do you ever vote in the poll? I can't. If I post the poll, you can't vote in your Are own you poll. Are you serious? You can't vote in your own poll? No. All right. Well, I voted. I voted for North Carolina. Who would you vote for? I think I would probably would have taken State. Okay. Because it, it comes down to the final game. Like you're, you're saying comes down to the final game in Chapel Hill this year. Yeah, basically. Will Carolina score... Two touchdowns in the last nanosecond to win, <laughs> like State did a year ago. Yeah, um, and I understand that Carolina's got the bigger hurdle—not the bigger hurdle, but the first big hurdle this week at Wake against an angry Demon Deacons team. I have I'm, this is not wishful thinking or anything. I think Carolina is going to win on Saturday. I think Carolina's offense is that good. I don't know what they were doing at Virginia. 
They were they were good, but they weren't their usual good. Yeah, right? it seemed like Virginia had a flashback to 2021 Virginia on offense. Like, wait a second. They couldn't get the ball across the goal line in four overtimes against Miami, but then they started doing that? Yeah, they, they put up 28 points. That's the most Virginia has put up against an FBS opponent this year. Mm-hmm. By a lot. They only had one other game this year where they had 20. <laughs> they got, I don't think they scored that much against Old Dominion. I think they scored 35. Was it? Against the, no, no. ODU, no. Richmond, they scored 35. Yeah. ODU was like 17 or something. Yeah. They're no good. Virginia's no good. So that game, Virginia had a lead. It was 21-17 UVA. Carolina scored two straight touchdowns and opened up a 10-point lead. And, yes, Virginia did score a touchdown. Uh, but... You know, Carolina was obviously the better team, but it wasn't it wasn't egregious. So it was a little bit of a concern. But I think North Carolina will score a bunch on Wake because they know they're going to have to. I got you don't have an option. Wake isn't going to be bad Wake for that long. And again, as we talked about with Connor O'Neill, I believe that that was more about State's defense than it was Wake's offense. And while Carolina's defense is improving. There's only so much that they're going to improve. Um, I do think that the whole bend but don't break defense really boils down to this. And I think the last time we talked to Ross Martin of Inside Carolina, this is the way I phrased it anyway. This is the way I think about it. It isn't so much that I am um, trying to eliminate the big play is as much as I'm going to give you short I'm going to give you close to the line of scrimmage because I don't believe that you as a college offense are good enough, patient enough to just dink and dunk your way down the field without committing a couple of silly penalties, uh, messing up a play you shouldn't mess up. Like if you did that to an NFL team, you'd get beat. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't trust you as a college team to do all of that. So I think the the odds are in my favor to play that way, a more of a passive defense. I'd like to see, I think when you play against a really good team, you have to do more. But if you're, like, I think Carolina is probably doing it the right way, especially since they don't have great defensive personnel. They have some good players, but they don't have great defensive personnel. I think Carolina wins this weekend. And it comes down to their game at State. And uh, what is we'll, we'll find out what State is in the college football playoff rankings coming up this week. I actually think that they will be fairly close to one another. Yeah. I think you'll see Carolina in the 15 range, maybe a shade higher. I mean, they haven't lost since the game against Notre Dame. And that loss, oh, man, that loss, a good-looking loss now. Yeah, exactly. Quad one loss. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not a quad one loss because it's at home. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's a quad two loss, but it's not a bad loss. Uh, and I think State will be in the, between 15 and 20. I don't think there'll be a lot separating those two. and I, But I think when they get to each other on Black Friday, assuming neither team has lost, I believe that you'll see Carolina closer to 10 than much closer to 10 than NC State. Heck, if they're if they're ten and one on Black Friday, I think they go into that in the top ten. Yeah, Carolina, especially with the win over Wake, because I think the committee still looks at Wake as a good team, 
even if they will not be in the rankings. I don't think they'll be in the rankings tonight, but they certainly won't be in the rankings next week if North Carolina wins that game. All right, I have one more question. This was not a poll question. And by the way, the answer right now, uh, 57.5% said Carolina, 42.5% said NC State. I I expected this to be pretty close. Here's my other question. All right, let's assume Georgia won Ohio State 2. And I think it's safe to assume Michigan 3, but... If you didn't want to assume Michigan three, who is three, four, five? If it's Georgia, Ohio State one, two, who is three, four, five? I think three is Michigan. I think four is Tennessee. I think five is TCU. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you on that. Even though I think TCU stays in. I'm sorry, Tennessee stays in the top four. Right. Tennessee still has the win over Alabama. Yeah. Alabama's not gonna be I mean, Alabama's probably gonna be what, ten? Probably. Right? Maybe maybe higher, maybe eight. Uh, so, Tennessee still has that win, and they have the win over LSU. That's a quad one loss for Tennessee, by the way, at Georgia. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, quad one loss. What's higher than quad one? Nothing. A road, a road loss at the number one team in the country. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Tennessee will be four. But Tennessee's got two really good wins and a quality loss. By the way, that's almost bingo. I've got oh, my yeah. bingo card ready for tonight. Here is my bingo card. Um, now, Saban, Nick Saban is the free space. Of course. All right. Um, left-hand column down. Student-athletes. Mm-hmm. At the time they played. Of course. Right. Talking about you, Oregon. Says <laughs> Settle on the field. Lot of football to be played. Mm. Quality loss. Yes. Left-hand column down. Uh, second column from the left down. I test. Explosive offense, game control, balanced team. Who cares? Seriously, who cares? I don't care if they're balanced. Okay. Balanced team without their best player. That's that that uh, line, second row from the left. Middle row, much improved. Middle column, actually. Much improved. Wins over ranked teams. Free space, Saban. Strength of victory. Defensive metrics. Mm. It's a good one. Great program. This is the second column from the right. Great program, resume, history. They got healthy. Bad weather. (laughs) Strength of schedule. In conference. Road wins. Difficult environment and data points down mm-hmm. the outside. Would you consider strength of record? Would you fall that under strength of schedule? I think strength of record and strength of victory are at this point probably the same. Okay. Right? Strength of record and strength of victory are probably okay. the same at this point. So you could do S O V or S O R. All right. All right. Or in some cases, S O L. Yeah, there's that too. But that's your bingo card for tonight. The college football playoff ranking show. I cannot wait to not watch it. Did you <laughs> yeah. watch last? Did you watch no. last? Night? Like, there's no point watching it because all all you're gonna do is you, and I'll, again provide this as a public service. There's so much other good television to watch on election night. 
Yeah, I need to start season four of Titans. I'm just pausing here so people can vomit in their mouths. So, yeah, if you want to watch tonight, that's fine. But understand that everything they say doesn't matter. Go into the show. Understand. It's like, it, it's, it's sort of like The Bachelorette. It doesn't really matter. Nothing really oh, matters. Oh, it matters. <laughs> Are you a Bachelorette watcher? No, not at all. <laughs> Our good friend Josh Graham, big time into it. I, I, I'm, to each his own. <laughs> all right, to each his own. Um, I, I am not going to lie and say that I haven't watched reality TV at some point. Oh, I, mean, we all I, have. I did used to watch Rock of Love Bus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not, not kidding. That was the Brett Michaels. Thing, sure. Right. I'll take your word on it. There was also uh, for a hot minute shot of lo- shot at love with Tila Tequila, uh, and I think the shot usually came afterwards. Just kidding. You'll you'll get that. Think about it for a few minutes. You'll get it. So, but I, but that was a long time ago in a different lifetime, a li- different lifetime. And maybe maybe some of you are in this that lifetime now. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, make sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Brian Geisinger, my man, at Guys underscore bird, pack pride, everywhere else, online, 24-7 sports, basketball maven. All right, the uh, the Wolfpack, they took out some frustrations, I guess, uh, first game frustrations, if there could be any, on Nate James, Austin P. Governors. Hmm. It happens. Sorry about that, Nate. Uh, the uh, Wolfpack looked pretty good. 99-50 was the final. Uh, obviously, Turquavian Smith is their guy. We'll get to him in a minute. Who else was good? Yeah, no governor on NC State's <laughs> offense last night. It uh, it seemed. I thought you'd appreciate the uh, the golf Thank joke you. there. Very nice. I, I thought I thought several people stood out. I mean, DJ Burns, who settled right into you know eighteen minutes. You kind of think he'll he'll be in that fifteen to twenty minutes per game range, but they played through him in the post. He was uh, what perfect shooting from the field in this game, or no five of six, forgive me, but had a nice game. He they played out of the post, and he I thought he did a nice job, kind of whipping passes out of there. They got to some high low game with him, and I would also say like Jack Clark had a really nice game too. Certainly the three threes is good, but I thought what Clark did on both sides of the floor because he's now in the role that used to be occupied by Jericho Helms. Okay before that Torin Dorn, right? Which is this sort of like small ball four. So you got to be able to switch around, guard every position. You got to be able to rebound above your size and you got to shoot so you can space the floor for pick and roll. And I thought Clark had a nice job. Like he got some threes in the flow of the offense. He got a nice cut dunk off of a good pass from Jarkel Joyner. And I thought defensively, he showed the ability to, to rebound and switch out and guard a couple different positions. So I'll say Jack Clark, and uh, DJ Burns last night. Uh, what what kind of assistance can Jarkel Joyner play for Terquavian Smith in terms of ball handling responsibilities, defensive responsibilities, things like that? 
Yeah, I thought Jarkel had a really good game last night, starting with the defense where he was just a, a, a bulldog at the point of attack, right? Like really applying that ball pressure, heating things up. And uh, when you've got a guy like that, along with Casey Morceau, who can also give you some mm -hmm. of that point of attack defense, you know, you've got two guys that can be tough and physical on the basketball, and that lets Turquavion float around. And you saw him get a couple of steals, and I think he blocked a three-point attempt in the corner last night as well. And then offensively, Jarkel's a guy who's similar to kind of Darion Sebron last year, becomes the primary ball handler. You let Turquavion get off the ball, and, you know, he can either attack space off the catch or you can run actions for him. Uh, but just making life easier for Jaquavion Smith, who's someone that's going to see a lot of defensive attention this season. And Joyner, look, he had a good game shooting, right? right. Like he, you know, uh, he had some tough shots and not every game he's going to hit tough pull-ups like that. He's not, in terms of, you know, you don't want to comp him totally to Sebron because Sebron's, you know, much taller and has the yeah. ability to really get to the rim at an elite level. And Joyner doesn't quite have that. You saw Austin P switch out on him last night, and he, you know, he couldn't turn the corner every single time against, you know, four opposing fours and fives. But he offers a pull-up shooting game that they didn't have on the ball last season with Darion Sebron. So I, I, the fit last night looked really good with Terquavion and uh, and Joyner. All right, we're going to get to Terquavion again, and we're not going to ignore him. He's one of the best players in the league. I want to spend a couple of seconds on him, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, I kind of expected to see more from Breon Pass, Ernest Ross, and uh, Ibi Diwana. Uh, so where are we with those three guys, do you think? Because if those three guys are uh, who they we thought they would be, then it looks like there's at least an eight-man rotation for Kevin Keats. Yeah, with Diwana, first off, like, it's just tough. Like, the center rotation is crowded, you know? Like, they've with, with Mahorchic and with Burns – you know, you've got a lot of center minutes occupied already. And plus, we might see Ernest Rost at the center yeah. some this season. You know, he played, that was like ex almost exclusively where he played last year. Granted, NC State's, you know, front court was really thinned out um, after the, the Manny Bates inju injury. But we saw Rost mostly play the four last night. So, you know, we'll see how that goes going forward. The one three Rost took last night went off the side of the backboard, but there's just not a, there may not be a ton of playing time for right. Dewana. It is crazy because he was so necessary for their defense yeah. last season. Um, and then the other one, Breon Pass, like, again, it's just, there's some guys in the way uh, with, with Jarkel Joyner and Interquavion Smith um, and Marcel, like they're playing a three guard lineup, okay. you know? And so I think Pass will factor in there because they played some three guard sets with Pass plus, you know, Joyner, and Morcell or Smith last night. So I think he'll find some time. They need another ball handler. But, yeah, they're just right now, uh, they're, it really does feel like that top six or seven kind of have their spots, you know, blocked up to an extent. So right. pass will find time, I'm L sure. Let me uh, – let's let's get to Turquavian. Uh, you know, first team all ACC preseason. He was an amazing relevation uh, or revelation last year. I just made up a word. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's kind of uh, peel back on what Smith is like in year two. He, I mean, he is truly one of the best players in the country. Uh, you know, pretty safely right now, a top fifteen to top twenty prospect for the twenty twenty three draft. Arguably the best returning prospect in the country, and you could see it last night. I mean, the dynamic three point shooting, the incredible range, and 
his ability to get downhill and yeah. get into the paint is going to be huge for them. He really struggled finishing at the rim in the half court. He was like, I think 35%, according to Synergy, at the rim in the half court last season. So like, right. that's got to bump up. That's way low. Um, and I thought he had some really nice finishes, hanging, finishing through contact. And I do think to an extent, like Austin P, you know, they made it a little easy on him. They put two on the ball and he was just turning the corner or splitting those double teams every opportunity he could last night, getting downhill, getting into the paint. And as much of a, like, I mean, obviously he's an incredible scorer, just an absolutely yeah. nutty shooter who can get, who can also get into the paint, but he can really pass too. Like he sees the floor and, uh, you know, off of some of those drives, he was able to get kickouts for threes. So I don't know. I, I really think Terquavion's got an incredible all-around game. The handle, the deep shooting range, and just that kind of like twitchy uh, ball handling ability and talent on the basketball. You can you can see it. Like <laughs> everyone knows who watches him knows that guy is special with the basketball. Um, and 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 look, he can do stuff with. You can take him off the ball too. They, they'll run him off screens, try to get him catch and shoot jumpers that way. And so there's a lot of different ways that you can feature this guy. Um, and, you know, last night was sort of just them scratching the surface, I think. All right, let me ask you one thing about Duke. I know you uh, you also cover Duke because you cover all basketball anyway. <laughs> uh, but I know you were at the game last night, so I'm going to ask you about one player. Tell me uh, what you like about Mark Mitchell. Everything so far. <laughs> uh, I just – he is a, a winning basketball player. Like there's the defensive versatility aspect of him. Like he's built to just switch around and, and guard a bunch of positions. But he, uh, to, to quote the internet, he's got that dog in him. Like yeah. he, he is a hustle player. He is a winning basketball player, loose balls. He gets a ton of deflections, you know, blocking shots at the rim as a helper. Like he just, he's sort of everywhere defensively and he's not, like at this point, you know, he's gonna have to work on his closeouts, his one-on-one -on -one defense. You can still take him off the drive, but just with that size, that frame, the athleticism and his hustle, man, it's impressive. And then offensively, you just don't have to run a play for this guy, right? Like he just, he plays out of the play. The, the action happens mm -hmm. and you know, the, the Jeremy Roach runs a pick and roll, the defense rotates, then you swing it to Mark Mitchell in the corner and he can attack downhill like he can he can beat up a scrambled defense but even in the exhibition game against Fayetteville State they they posted him up they used him as a screener so it's the two-way versatility that I think really jumps off the page uh with Mark Mitchell all right we're gonna uh we'll obviously talk more about uh more Duke players and Wake players and state players as we continue with Brian Geisinger at bgeis underscore bird 24 7 sports pack pride last night I appreciate your time man uh, get back to doing whatever you're doing, and we'll talk again very soon. <laughs> yeah, you guys be good. All right, so um, we're going to get to halftime entertainment here in a second, but I asked the question before, and I actually I put out a poll just to see uh, what, would, uh, what would be the case, and we'll get to some responses in a second. Let's just say, given tonight, Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, because that's really how I think it's going to be. Michigan was 5 last week, right? Sounds correct. I think there were five last week. It went um, Tennessee 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, Clemson 4, Michigan 5, Alabama 6. Mm -hmm. TCU was 7th. Correct. Michigan hasn't lost since that poll came out. In fact, they won. I mean, they just beat Rutgers, but they won. TCU, I think, beat Texas, right? 
Correct. Did TCU just play or the or no? They play Texas coming. They play up. Texas coming up. They but beat, they did win. They beat uh, they beat Texas Tech. Yeah. So Michigan winning, I think Michigan really just bumps up their resume. It's on the bingo card. Their resume is equally as unimpressive this week as it was last week. But they had them fifth last week. So I have no reason to believe that they're going to change their tune. It's not like TCU just beat an amazing team. So on Twitter, Eric points out from October 1st to October 22nd, TCU beat four straight opponents ranked in the top 20. That has to mean something. I am not arguing that it doesn't. What I am arguing is it apparently didn't mean anything last week. So, I've said this before. If TCU finishes undefeated, they will be in the playoff. It is a freaking lock. And I said this even with Clemson also being at the time undefeated. They're just not going to leave out a Power 5 team that runs the table. They're just not. By the way, those ranked teams were Oklahoma. Do you want to know about Oklahoma's record? 5-4, and 2-4 four, and four in the Big 12. Kansas. I mean, Kansas was at point, one point fun. They were undefeated. Yeah. And then. They were one's darling for a moment. Conference play. 3-3 three and three in the league. 6-3 and three overall. Still good. Oklahoma State. Legitimately good, I think. But also, 3-3 three and three once conference play started. And Kansas State. And Kansas State is the at least the highest ranked of those teams. Uh, at 6-3 and three overall. 4-2 and two in the league. And I believe they're still in the top 25. So, yes. They beat four ranked teams. But. And again, this gets back to the bingo card. Uh, at the time they played, mm. they can use that to justify things. Like if I said Ohio State beat a top five opponent this year, and then I told you later that that top five opponent was Notre Dame from week one, it would lose some of the luster, no? Yeah, it would. Okay. So, but that's the reality. That these teams sometimes reveal themselves to be something they were not. I don't believe you can, unless something has fundamentally changed with the roster, such as at the time you beat them, they had one of the top quarterbacks in the country, and now they don't, and therefore that team has fallen apart. Yes, and this is where the eyeballs from the committee, I use, I'm looking at the camera if you're watching on TV, eyeballs, the eyeballs on the committee will go, yeah, well, that isn't the same team that they were then. That's the, that's the that would be the fundamental change. Um, but I do think that TCU, if they went out, they will be fine. They play at Texas this week. Texas, by the way, is ranked. Then they are at Baylor. Baylor's not awesome, but Baylor's good, and that will be a difficult game to play. And then they close out the season with Iowa State. Not good. And that game is in Fort Worth. That's where TCU is. So that's where uh, that they, they have three, certainly two difficult games ahead of them. If they win both those games, I believe they will be 
in the top four. And then if Michigan, Ohio State will eliminate each other. End of story. Neither team has played a good non-conference schedule. Ohio State or Michigan has not played a good non-conference schedule, although Ohio State's non-conference schedule is getting better as Notre Dame improves. Halftime. And now, now, your halftime entertainment. I turned my mic off. You did. One second. I want to put the word out one more time. We need somebody. Yes. Who is a math whiz? I need a math teacher, a professor, somebody who maybe has a uh, a scientific calculator. A, a nice TI eighty three. Somebody, oh, yes. Can you say that on the radio? Yes. All right, good. Somebody who is proficient in math to help us out with a uh, with a soundbite. All right, that's coming up. If we can do it in this segment, I'd like to do it. 919-860-5326. 919-860-5326. Uh, if you are a high school math teacher, that would be even better. Yeah. That we'll would be better. Middle school, middle school math would also be okay. All right, Dennis Cox, uh, get to work. Yeah, because we need help with the Powerball because no one's won it yet. Yes. By the way, if you don't ever hear from me again, it's because I won the Powerball, which comes out well, tomorrow. Next drawing's tomorrow. Next drawing is tomorrow night. Allegedly. Now, Numbers were supposed to come out last we back, night. We got a back-to-back in a Powerball? Well, we might. Well, technically, it did come out Tuesday because, again, there was a delay last night with Powerball oh, no, numbers. That's, that's right. I'm sorry. The yes. Powerball was yesterday. It was. <laughs> but really, the numbers were delayed because several states, or at least I know one, were a bit late submitting entries on time because yeah. there's different legal things you have to do to make sure things are in proper order. So the drawing was delayed. They said technical difficulty. So it was delayed till this morning, but nobody won. So now we're looking at jackpot, $2.3 billion. Now the cash out is over a billion. It's over now 1. You have 1 my billion. <laughs> yeah, it's over $1.1. Again, this is the cash out after taxes. Yeah. $1.1 billion. Now it's a little different with every state because every state has different tax laws, but this includes federal and, and all those yeah. things. But again, <laughs> billion dollars literally tom dundon did not pay that much money for the carolina hurricanes if no I he paid correctly. uh roughly 450 okay million you think he'll flip it for 750 you know it would be interesting to know what the hurricane's value is yeah because i'm wondering if he would flip it for 750 i'd buy it oh wait according to uh our friend brian up in the mountain powerball winner is in california just what broke. What? Okay, I, I heard that there was none. That's what I, I also heard that there was that, no There was reported no other day that there was no winner. Oh, man. Now, well, that, I'm, not, now I'm not playing it again. Well, that guy stinks. Or How she. How do you know it's a guy? I was say, or she. That person stinks. This is ruined my bit. I will not. Well, let's, let's, let's ignore it. Okay, ignore it. Yeah, we, we're ignoring that yeah, person out ignoring in California. Brian. We're ignoring that person in California because I have plans what I was going to do with the $1.1 billion. Would you Like, if you found out that you won... At let's just say today, okay. If you had found out that you you won mm-hmm. at eleven thirty, oh today, today, would would I have been uh, producing my own show today? Potentially, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I would have played it cool. I would have played it cool today, and then be like, oh yeah, I got a thing. That thing is, I got to go buy a mountain. <laughs> that would be my thing. That would you you would I, buy? I buy a mountain like would- blowing rock. I own Blowing Rock That's now. Mine. 
Yeah, uh, you know what? I own it. Or you Franklin, it's mine. You Cashers, could not. I, I don't think you too. could get Blowing Rock for a billion dollars. Probably not. I could buy like Cashers. I, you know what? Highlands, Highlands, North Carolina, Newland. You, you could buy Newland for a for a billion. I'm sure I could. No offense to anybody in Newland. No, no, no. Tommy I love the, this thing. I love those places. Oh, I'm a big fan. I love, love those it. places out west. Yep. Anyway, that's what I would do. But I guess so. Yeah, someone did win. We rented a place above the uh, the cabinet factory in Newland. They have a nice cabinet factory. Oh, do they? Yeah, they do. In Newland, North Carolina, we rented a uh, a little little chalet. Hmm. Very up, nice. Up on top of the hill. I'm mad now that somebody won it. Yeah. Although so it saved me ten dollars. There was one lucky winner. Yeah. Possible winner, I guess it did move up to 2.04 billion. Well, whoever won that, don't like it. Well, I bet a lot of people were upset because I know some people that went and bought Powerball tickets this morning, right? Thinking that no one had won it. So what is what is the? uh, I think it goes back to like 20 million or something like that, or 10 million. I don't want that. See, I'm not interested in playing for 10 million. Gosh, I would. What a waste! What a waste of time. Exactly. Can't buy a mountain with that. No. Today's election day, as we've mentioned. Yes. By the way, Krispy Kreme is giving out free glazed donuts because of election today. So you can go in-store or the drive-thru. That's right. In-store or drive-thru. Anyone gets a free glazed donut. You can get it anywhere. Do you have to produce a an I voted sticker? No. Just as, as a way. So as you're maybe driving to the polls or leaving from the poll, you can go stop at Krispy Kreme get yourself a free glazed donut today. Where uh, we voted early on Saturday. And you, you can vote in your car. Yeah. They will come out. They actually have uh, drive-up voting. They will bring out. I guess they don't bring it out. It's out there. Bring it out to your car. Yeah. Sort of like going to uh, Sonic. Yes, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, you can go through the drive-thru at Krispy Kreme as well and get yourself a free glazed donut. You know who's not giving out free donuts? Who? Dunkin', because they suck. Gosh, why do you do this? Why do you do this? First of all. Much better coffee. No one's, Much no better one's going coffee. for coffee. You're going for donuts. Ah, the Dunkin' Donuts coffee is really good. Okay, that's I, I've gone to Dunkin' Donuts just for the coffee. Well, they, yeah, because it's right? a coffee shop. And the donuts are great, but it's that's a fine. Shop. And they're they're fine. If you, there's no need to take a shot at Dunkin' Donuts. Here. No, I'm just saying Krispy Kreme's doing great things. Dunkin' isn't. Whatever. Yep. Tell me where I'm wrong. That 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 Dunkin's isn't. All right, you more know what Dunkin' Donuts is doing. More news. Yeah, no, that's the thing. We don't know because they're not doing anything. They make the they Dunkin' Donuts perfected the part of the donut we don't eat. Oh, the little hole, the Munchkin. Yeah, the uh, Munchkins are great. I'm sure they are. They have no calories. Did you know that? Oh, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> All right, more news regarding the Canes outdoor game. As we know, the Fan Fest is on that Friday before the outdoor game, which is on February 18th. So Fan Fan Fest is that Friday, downtown Raleigh from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Hooting the Blowfish will be performing at PNC Arena that night as well. Do you think we can get tickets? Uh, Yes, (laughs) Ticketmaster.com. They're not on sale yet. They have not announced the date. Are you sure? They have not announced the date yet. I do know some places that are giving away as part of a contest tickets to the contest. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, I do. But that is kind of cool that they're tying it all in. And then that Sunday, the day after the outdoor game, State Carolina play each other in basketball. Yes. So it's going to be a really a, a really great weekend celebrating not just sports, but, you know, 
just really entertaining weekend in North Carolina. By the way, the state women also play the Thursday they prior, do. I believe. Yeah, they do. Now, here's something as well. Darius Rucker's not allowed to perform Wagon Wheel. Oh, he won't perform. He's, no, he's not allowed to perform. No, I bet he will. Oh, really? Well, of course he will because as, he's in Raleigh. He's going to perform. Who, uh, maybe he will. But, yeah. you know, here's the thing. I don't think he should be allowed to perform Wagon Wheel. Why? You know why? Because he's from South Carolina. Yeah, but he's paying homage nah, nah, nah. to Raleigh. No, he's not. It's not even his Somebody song. Somebody sent me a picture it's of him. It's not even him. his song. Oprah right. Medicine Show did it. It's a traditional song. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a traditional song. I think it's just like an uh, like an old, old song, no? No, no. It was written and performed by Old Crow Medicine Show. How old are they as that group? That that came out in like 2003. All right, well. Uh, no, he ripped. He ripped Darius it. Rucker owes them money for it, so well, you can't play a song like that without permission and some royalty. Oh, I know. I understand so, that. But He's probably made them a lot more money than they made from the song. Old Crow version? Okro, that, that that song's been covered by a lot of musicians, mm-hmm. but the Okro version's the better one. Oh, okay. Yeah, and just to let you know, Okro uh, Medicine Show got their start out in Blowing Rock Boone area. Did they? Yeah, just to let you know did that. They? That's and where they really got for, right, got discovered by Doc Watson, who's from where? North Carolina. He is. Darius Rucker's from South Carolina. Just want to say. Final thing here, Star Wars The Acolyte. Has begun filming. I know you're very intrigued by this. No, I'm not. It's but, the, uh, well, apparently, you are now. Bob Dylan wrote the chorus. Well, he actually does have. Uh, no, he didn't write the chorus. He there are some lyrics of an old song written by Bob Dylan that Old Crow Medicine Show used, and they do give Bob Dylan writing credits. Okay, well, yeah, like the "Rock Me Mama" part is actually comes from an old Bob. So Dylan. it's a Dylan song. No, it's not. I just did a Google search for Wagon Wheel, and it says artist Darius Rucker. How dare. <laughs> How <laughs> dare. Uh, I'm with How you, dare. All right, let me get back to Star I'm Wars here you. before I start getting mad. All right, The Acolyte has begun filming. It's a Disney Plus show that takes place during the High Republic era that saw the Jedi Order really in its prime. So it's a couple centuries before Star Wars The Phantom Menace. That has begun filming. It's the first time we're going to see anything from that era of Star Wars. And I'm very excited by it. As you should be. Have you been watching Andor on Disney Plus? No, that's disappointing. No, you're missing out on a really good Look, show. I'm I'm like seven or eight episodes behind in Welcome to Wrexham. I just had what what when the hockey season started, man. Yeah, that's I have not had any time to do stuff like that. None. I'm lucky to be able to watch enough games that uh, help me get through this show. Okay, and so I I want to watch the whole season of Welcome to Wrexham. I guess it pays for me to. Be single, living by myself. There you go. That's that life. Darius Rucker should only be allowed to eat Dunkin' Donuts. Well, that would be beneficial to him. So uh, we have we don't we haven't had a math uh, a, a mathematician or anybody like that. If, uh, if they did, out. it's because I was talking. I wasn't. All right. So uh, all right. Here was we got to play the clip here then. Okay. okay. So this is Jim Ursay. This is perfect for halftime entertainment. This is Jim Ursay, the uh, owner of the Indianapolis Colts, on explaining, I guess this is sort of how good he is at building a football team, uh, because he went deep on how good the Colts have been. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare. All right, I got a question. 
in the upper quartile, that is in the top the top 25%, right? Yeah. That's what that would mean. So that would be the top eight. Yeah. That, the, so of the top eight, we're in the top quartile of that eight. So my math says that that's two. Yeah. So he says we have the fourth best record in the NFL, but they're not in the top two. Right? Yeah. Okay. So he's lying. We're not in the top quartile of the top quartile. We're in the top half of the top quartile. Mm-hmm. All right. So th- he went all the way back to uh, to what? To 2000? 2000. All right. So the Peyton Manning era. And part of the Andrew Luck era. So last year, 9 and 8. Mm. Year before, 11 and 5. Mm. 7 and 9. 10 and 6. 4 and 12. 8 and 8. 8 and 8. So in the last, and they're, they're three, five, and one this year. So in the last ten, uh, last eight years, they have had a winning record just three times. Okay, it kind of takes some of the luster off a little bit, just a little bit of the luster off. So I didn't really need a math whiz, but I was. It would have been much more official sounding mm-hmm. if we could have gotten like somebody who was a. a calculus professor to say yes the top quartile of the top quartile is two of 32 oh you're bumping with the old old crow yeah, medicine yeah. show yeah very yeah. nice that's oh, good for that's fine i support it's not better than darius rucker but that's fine i can cut your mic off i know you could yeah i know you could so you might want to retract I, that I statement i don't sir. dislike this I, I love okay. Darius Rucker's voice. Okay. Yeah, but that song's nowhere better than this version. Okay. The original version. It's like trying to say like the remade Star Wars is better than the original. It's There's not. a remade Star Wars? Yeah, all the stuff you watch nowadays, like all the added stuff in there, didn't make the movie better, made it worse. Right, you, you, you're a little bit of a get it, old man yells at cloud. Yeah, I am. Like, I'm not even an old man yells at cloud, and I'm an old man. A little disappointed in you, Dennis Cox. Well, I actually had someone call during the during the commercial break, backing me up. Okay. Yeah. He sounded. He said he was my age, basically. Does he? He's also yelling at Cloud. Yeah, as he should. All right, let's place bets. That Cloud needs to get out of the way. <laughs> place your bets. Place your bets. Do we? I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slide. Yeah. Okay, you can hold me. I owe you one. It is slim pickings yeah. today. There is no NFL. There is no college football. There's some college basketball, but nothing that I'm all that uh, all that fascinated by. And there is plenty of NHL hockey. Okay. All right. I lost all three of my wagers yesterday. Blues decided to continue to not win. I had half of the parlay, so I lost that. Uh, the Saints not only didn't cover, but it didn't go over 46 and a half, so I lost that. And I had uh, Lamar Jackson to score the first touchdown of for the Ravens. He did not score. He threw it, but he didn't score it. All right, sir. By the way, uh, also yesterday, we asked the question, what is a group of rams? Like, what is a bunch of rams? It's a herd. A herd of rams. A herd of rams. Yeah. Because essentially a ram is a sheep. Okay. So, herd of sheep. All right. There you go. Just wanted to fill that in. You go first. 
All right, Austin Matthews for the Tampa Bay, not Tampa Bay Lightning, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sure. Scores the first goal tonight, plus 800 against the Vegas Golden Knights. Austin Matthews. First goal. First goal at plus what? Plus 800. I love that. I love that. Don't let uh, Joe Giglio hear you betting on somebody to score the first goal of the game. He gets mad at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'm also going to go hockey. We're going to go a three-team parlay tonight. Uh, the two-team parlay didn't work. Let's try three teams. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres at home to beat the Arizona Coyotes. The Rangers at home to beat the New York Islanders. And Tampa at home to beat the Edmonton Oilers. If those all happen, it is plus 255. Okay. I'll take your word on it. Thank you very much. Give me ECU men's basketball over Mercer, plus 105. ECU over Mercer at plus 105. Home game for the Pirates. Very nice. Very nice. All right, let's uh, let's do this. Sacred Heart is playing at Hartford. Do you know, by the way, do you know who Sacred Heart's director of athletics is? Jim Mersey. Do you know who Bobby Valentine is? Yeah. Bobby Valentine is the AD at Sacred Heart. Wait, what? Yeah. He's the AD like at Sacred former Heart. Mets yeah, manager? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Still in the league. It's tremendous. I love Bobby Valentine. Uh, give me Hartford plus 275 to win it outright. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea okay. if Hartford's any good, but I'm taking Hartford to plus 275. Okay. All right, you're up. Marcus Mariota scores a touchdown on Thursday against the Panthers plus 205. Seems like uh, good value for that, by the way. All right, my final one. And frankly, I don't know. I don't know. Give me John Fetterman. Who? John Fetterman to defeat Dr. Oz in the Pennsylvania Senate race at plus 130. He's an underdog. Gotcha. He's an underdog. I was like, is this a welterweight fight? What are we doing here? John Fetterman at plus 130 to beat beat Dr. Oz uh, in the uh, the Pennsylvania race for the Senate. Oh, okay. It's just nothing (laughs) to bet on at all. I, mean, I took Hartford plus two seventy five. Okay. So I mean, I was I could go uh, Raphael Warnock over Herschel Walker also at plus money, but I'm staying away from that. Okay, that's too close to call. That's a toss up race. Yeah, give me that by submission. <laughs> give us, give it to us, all of us by submission. Yeah, seriously. When is this day going to be over? I don't know. Are you taking that win by split decision? can't it we're not going to know the winners of any of these races for like four days this is the adam gold show